Hello, people of Earth and Spotify podcast listeners. Welcome to this week's Midday Movie Madness Weekly Weekend Warrior with me, Movie Guru. I want to start off the show with two family member shout-outs. Happy birthdays to my brother, Charlie Angman of California. I miss you and love you so much. I know you're busy getting ready for your massive art show on the 29th, and I wish I could be there with you on your special day. I also want to send out happy birthday wishes to my cousin Glenn Engelman and his wife Sarah's car and truck loving son Levi, who's three years old today. Happy birthday, Charlie and Levi. Your belated birthday gifts are on their way in the mail. They share their birthdays with Kaylin Nickerson, the late actor Chris Farley, Mid Cape Sports athlete Christian Parrish. Simpsons and Futurama creator Matt Groening, the late TV actor Cesar Romero, activist Steven, Susan B. Anthony, rapper Meg Thee Stallion, and TV actress Amber Riley. Today marks exactly 74 years since Disney's animated 1950s classic Cinderella Bippity Boppity Boo to Theaters. Sorry I couldn't resist. Makes it all the more ironic that I talked about the Cinderella movie Ever After Yesterday as part of Romance Flashback Fun. Today also marks the debuts of 1985's The Breakfast Club, Netflix's The Umbrella Academy Show, which just dropped posters for the upcoming last season, The Broad City TV Show, and 2002 Super Troopers, John Q, and Crossroads. The last of which happens to have arrived on Netflix today. It's first time ever on a streaming service. Tomorrow, February 16th, is Shauna Maybaum, Ruggie Rello's, the late TV actress Lisa Loring, Reading Rainbow host LeVar Burton, Mahershala Ali, Singer of the Weekend, and Elizabeth Olsen's birthdays. It's also the debut for 1996's Muppet Treasure Island, 2018's Black Panther, 2007 films Bridge to Terabithia and Ghost Rider, 2001's Down to Earth, 1996's Happy Gilmore, and 1990's The Witches. Yes, folks, the original Witches movie came out in February. Best of luck to the Mid-Cape Sports, Hoopsters and Celtics, Cape Cod Waves, and all the other special of Massachusetts basketball teams that have community games on Saturday, February 17th. Remember, if you, it doesn't matter whether you win or lose as long as you play your hardest, show good sportsmanship, and have lots of fun. Go make Cape. That day is also Lisa Talley's birthday. She shares her birthday with basketball star Michael Jordan, actor Joseph Gordon-Levitt, Actress and new mom, Bonnie Wright. Singer, Ed Sheeran. The late drummer, Taylor Hawkins. Singer, Billy Joe Armstrong. And director, Michael Bay. Whoa! 1984 hit film, Footloose will cut loose, Footloose, kick off a Sunday shoes to its, wait for it, 40th anniversary that day. Bob Engelman. Sorry, I have something in my throat. Other February 17th debuts include 1989's Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure and 1995's The Brady Brunch Movie and Heavyweights. 
my cousin Rob leader, Dr. Dre, Savannah Smith, Child- Savannah Smith Childress, Jody Tulloch, Bill Salibi, John Travolta, Yoko Ono, and Molly Ringwald all have birthdays February 18th. President's Day, which is Monday, February 19th, also happens to be TV actress Millie Bobby Brown, Prince Andrew, Duke of York, TV actress Victoria Justice, and singer Seal's birthdays. It also happens to be the debut date for Shutter Island, Best Picture winner Nomadland, the classic Mr. Rogers Neighborhood TV show, 1999's Office Space and October Sky. February 20th happens to be Amy Carroll, the late Sydney Poitier, singer Sarah, Mar- Sarah Morris, comedian Trevor Noah, the late Ivana Trump, the late Kurt Cobain, and Miles Teller's birthdays, the late Alan Rickman, who turns a heavenly 78 years old, TV actress Sophie Turner, Kelsey Grammer, Ari Reznikoff, Abby Citron, Jordan Peele, and actor Elliot Page were all born February 21st. Avatar, The Last Airbender TV Show, 2003's Old School, 1996's Bottle Rocket, 2020's Emma, The Call of the Wild, and The Night Clerk all debuted that day. Now, I forgot to mention last week that Julian Wendt's son, Julian, turned six years old on February 11th, and fellow Cape Cod DJ Dan Mahoney's son, Harrison, turned seven on February 13th. Oopsies! Eek! The box office hasn't looked this bad since the peak of the pandemic. The weekend was the worst Super Bowl movie-going weekend ever. Of course, there was the enormous football game, which got an enormous record-breaking rating audience ever. And of course, being in being a dumb month and the double Hollywood strike situation from 2023 didn't help at all. To rephrase Field of Dreams' famous baseball speech, if people want to see something they like, they will come. But audiences were not showing love to either Argyle or Lisa Frankenstein. The $200 million plus budgeted spy comedy Argyle didn't have a great opening last weekend and was written off as a flop almost immediately. Yet, due to the abysmal weekend and nothing really out, it kept the top domestic spot for week two with just $6.5 million. That's a deep 62.8 drop from its already week opening. Its global total gross is only around $60 million. Apple took a major nosedive with this one. Second place in a horror comedy, Lisa Frankenstein, got buried alive with just $3.8 million. Mixed reviews and zero audience interest didn't help. Sadly, it appears this February Dumb Month movie was always destined to fail from the start. In third place is David Ayer's The Beer Keeper, another $3.4 million haul brings it total up to $54.6 million and over $125 million worldwide. Belated congrats go to the Kansas, to the Taylor City, I mean the Kansas City 
Chiefs football teams, who won their second straight Super Bowl title on Sunday's Super Bowl 58. Moviegoers, however, are beyond ecstatic to see the official trailers for Deadpool 3, now titled Deadpool and Wolverine, The Fall Guy, A Quiet Place Day 1, The Paramount Plus Knuckles TV Show, If, Wicked Pro 1, Yahoo! And Twisters dropped during the game. Speaking of Wicked, last Thursday, there was news that made Wicked fans whoop with delight. Gregory Maguire is publishing a brand new Wicked book called Elfie, A Wicked Childhood, and it's coming to bookstores October 1st. Well, exact details are scarce. The book seemingly will focus on Elfie's childhood before she entered Shiz University. A special four-book set of the original Wicked books, that is to say Wicked, Son of a Witch, Lion Among Men, and Out of Oz, will fly to bookstores September 24th. The original Wicked book came out in 1995 and changed the world forever when, in October 2003 when the Wicked musical debuted. Enormous news, Marvel fans. IGN.com announced yesterday Marvel Studios has not only revealed a new July 25, 2025 release date for the Fantastic Four, but also the big news that it will star Pedro Pascal as Reed Richards, Vanessa Kirby as Sue Storm, Ivan Mask-Bakrock as Ben Grimm slash The Thing, and Joseph Quinn as Johnny Storm. Marvel Studios shared the big news on X slash Twitter with an awesome poster that features all these characters together celebrating Valentine's Day. In a nice touch, it also includes the lovable robot Herbie and includes an image on the wall of Moss Backrack's Ben Grimm as a NASA astronaut before he was turned into the thing. The rumors for the casting of the Fantastic Four have been some of the biggest floating around the world of Marvel. And now we finally have our answers. It also confirms John Krasinski, who starred as Reed Richards in Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness, will not be reprising the role in this film. At least not, at least in the starring role. You never know with the multiverse. Pascal, who's continuing to build his impressive resume after The Last of Us, The Mandalorian, Game of Thrones, and more, was reported to be taking the role back in November 2023. And that turned out to be true. The Fantastic Four is part of MCU's ongoing Phase 5 and has been in the works for some time. It's said to be an origin film. Previously, 20th Century Fox owned the film rights before Disney took them over in 2019. They'd made three films with the, with the heroes, 2005's Fantastic Four, and its 2007 sequel, Fantastic Four, Rise of the Silver Surfer. As for its failed 2015 attempt to revive the series, well, let's not go there. JoeBlow.com announced yesterday the folks at Disney now have unveiled in a release their upcoming schedule for their Marvel films. It has been revealed through this scheduled that some days have been changed for certain films. Firstly, on their schedule, Disney has updated 
the title of the previously known Deadpool 3 to the official Deadpool and Wolverine and list the premiere for July 26th as seen in the trailer. The schedule also now reveals that Thunderbolts has moved up from July 25th, 2025 to May 2nd, 2025. The title Fantastic Four is now officially changed to the Fantastic Four and switches places with Thunderbolts to release on July 25th, 2025 instead of its original date on May, 20, on May 2nd, 2025. Other films confirmed through this schedule include Mahershala Ali's Blade, which will drop on November 7th, 2025, and Captain America Brave New World, which will be premiering in a year on February 14th, 2025. Although there is much to be replanned, Avengers The Kang Dynasty is still on the schedule and confirmed for May 1st, 2026, as well as the untitled Marvel films on February 13th, 2026, July 24th, 2026, and November 6th, 2026. Finally, on May 7th, 2027, Avengers Secret World is scheduled to premiere. Speaking of release dates, oh, I'm so sorry, Megan fans, but the newest Killer Doll in the Blocks return has been bombed. Such a shame. Bloody disgusting. Stated February 14th. It didn't take long for Blumhouse to announce Megan 2.0 after the first film scared up $180 million back in 2022. But the film will be coming along a bit later than expected. Originally announced for theatrical release on January 17th, 2025 from Blumhouse and Universal. The upcoming Megan sequel will now release in theaters on May 16th, 2025. Allison Williams and Violet McGraw are back for the sequel. With Akila Cooper, Malignant Megan, once again writing the script and James Wan on board to produce. Spoiler warning, Megan ends with a titular doll being destroyed. But there's one thing we learned from the Child's Play franchise it's that killer dolls can never truly be killed. Sorry, folks. Director David Leach isn't directing the new Jurassic Park film. Last week, it was announced he would be. But last Saturday, it was reported he left it because of creative differences. The hunt is on for a new director for the film, which as of right now, is still set for a July 2nd, 2025 release date. February 9th, it was announced that another new Predator film from 20th Century Studios is coming. Director Dan Trachenberg, who directed the last one, 2022's prequel film, Pray for Hulu, will direct it. All that's known about it is that it's called Badlands, isn't considered a prey sequel, and will be led by a female lead. A new Oscar category, Best Casting Director, was announced Thursday afternoon to great applause. The first new Oscar category since the introduction of the Best Animated Feature Film in 2021, in 2001, 
The Best Casting Director statue will make its debut at the 2026 Academy Awards. Huge news to X-Men fans. Disney Plus just dropped the trailer for the long-awaited X-Men 97 series. The show, which is a continuation of the classic 90s X-Men show, debuts on Disney Plus on March 20th. Hiya! February 12th, Sony announced they found their new their karate kid. Ben Wang, who starred in the recently canceled Disney Plus TV show American Born Chinese, will play the newest protege in the new Karate Kid movie. Wang will star in the December 13th release opposite Ralph Macchino and Jackie Chan. Macchino will return as Daniel LaRusso from the original Karate Kid trilogy in the Cobra Kai series. And Chan reprises his 2010 remake character, Mr. Han. Big news, Star Wars fans. TheVerge.com announced over the weekend pod races, trade negotiations, and Darth Maul will be on the big screen once more when Star Wars Episode One: The Phantom Menace comes back to theaters on May 3rd, 2024. The return is meant to celebrate the 1999 movie's 25th anniversary, reports Empire. The return to theaters comes during a renaissance for this part of the long-running franchise. In the last few years, Disney has given the prequel era the nod with series like Ahsoka, Obi-Wan Kenobi, and The Bad Batch. So, per, to quote, if you excuse the bad Yoda speak, perfect timing for Star Wars days, this is. It's time for this week's Best Picture Feature Nominee Spotlight. Today, I turn my attention to Best Director nominee Yorgos Lanthimos' sci-fi dark comedy, Poor Things, starring Best Actress nominee Emma Stone, Best Supporting Actor nominee Mark Ruffalo, Willem Dafoe, which if you ask me was totally robbed of a nomination, Rami Yosef, and Christopher Abbott. Based on the late Alistair Gray's 1992 book, the December 8, 2023 release centers on Bella Baxter, a young woman with a childlike mind in Victoria, in Victorian London, who's revived by an unorthodox scientist after a suicide and goes on a journey of self-discovery. It made over $89 million worldwide and was named a top 10 2023 film by both the American Film Institute and the National Board of Review. It's up for a total of 12 Oscars, I mean of 11 Oscars, which include Best Picture, Best Costume Design, Best Original Score, Best Hair, Best Makeup and Hairstyling, Best Production Design, and Best Adapted Screenplay. According to IMDb.com, this is director... Yorgos Lanthimos' longest film to date, and he received an eight-minute standing ovation at the world premiere at the 2023 Venice Film Festival. But none of his stars could attend due to the SAG-AFTRA strike. 
The film was actually released 31 years after the novel's publication. Now, last week I talked about Bob Marley One Love, which jammed its way to theaters yesterday for Valentine's Day. Well, there was another Valentine's Day release that I purposely saved for today, since there's nothing else in wide release. That would be the superhero film Madam Web with Dakota Johnson, Sidney Sweeney, Celeste O'Connor, Tahar Rahim, Emma Roberts, Adam Scott, and Isabella Merced. The fourth film in Sony's Spider-Man universe tells the origin story of one of Marvel's most mysterious heroines. After an accident, Manhattan paramedic Cassie Webb starts to get strange signs of clairvoyance powers. Forces confront surprising hidden facts about her past. She bonds with three young women bound for powerful destinies and must protect them from a mysterious foe who wants to kill them. According to IMDb.com, this is Isabella Merced's first comic book role in two years. It will be followed by her role as Hawkward as Hot Girl in 2025's Superman Legacy. As yesterday was Valentine's Day, let's look back at three famous romance-centric films. Nora Ephron may be long gone, but the late writer-director's legacy lives on in her films. Include This includes one of her most famous, if not her most famous, classic romantic comedy when Harry met Sal when Harry met Sally the July 14, 1989 romantic comedy stars Meg Ryan and Billy Crystal as the title characters who meet in Chicago before sharing 12 years of chance encounters it made 12 million 90.98.2 million dollars and is hailed as one of the most iconic rom-coms today it was up for an Oscar, and its soundtrack included songs by Harry Connick Jr., which won him his first Grammy. According to IMDb.com, the famous fake orgasm scene was shot at Cat's Deli, a real restaurant at New- on New York East Houston Street. The table in which the scene was filmed now has a plaque on it that reads, Where Harry Met Sally. Hope you have what she has. This film is actually based on Rob Reiner's experience post his divorce and as a single man. Coincidentally, he met his current wife during filming the during the making of this film. The iconic romantic musical West Side Story, which was director Jerome Robbins' adaptation of the 1957 hit musical. Finger snapped its way to theaters on no, on dis, October 16, 1961. The near 63-year-old film, inspired by William Shakespeare's iconic Romeo and Juliet, stars Natalie Wood, Richard Bramer, Rita Moreno, Russ Hamblin, and George Chakras. Set in 1957 summer, it centers on the intense rivalry between two New York City teenage street gangs, the Sharks and the Jets, and the two doomed lovers in them, Maria 
and Tony. The $44.1 million grocer, 1961 second highest stateside earner, was up for 11 Academy Awards and finger snapped up 10, including Best Picture and a special award for Director Roberts, becoming the record holder for the most wins for a movie musical. A, re- a remake with Ansel Elgort and Rachel Zegler finger snapped its way to theaters de- in December 2021. According to IMDb.com, Rita Moreno's singing voice was dubbed by Betty Wand only for the song A Boy Like That, since it was well below her her vocal range. She actually sang the America song all by herself. And Natalie Wood really could sing, but her singing voice wasn't considered powerful enough for the songs in the films. And according to IMDb.com, did you know that Audrey Hepburn was offered the part of Maria? But since she was pregnant with Sean Hepburn Ferrer at the time, she had to decline it. Angley's Oscar-winning romantic drama film, Brokeback Mountain, was released in theaters on December 9, 2005, adapted from Annie Prolix's 1977 short film, short story of the same name. The $178 million worldwide grossing film stars Heath Ledger, Jake Ellen Hule, Michelle Williams, who would later have a daughter with Ledger, and Anne Hathaway. It focused on the complicated and sexual bond on the complicated emotional and sexual bond between American cowboys Eunice Del Mar and Jack Twist in the American West from 1963 to 1983. It was up for Best Picture, which it controversially famously lost to Crash, and won three, award- three Oscars, Best Director, Best Original Score, and Best adapted screenplay. According to Wikipedia, it has been regarded as a turning point for the advancement of queer cinema into the mainstream. According to IMDb.com, the film's poster was deliberately styled to resemble another famous romantic epic, 1997's Titanic. And a week into the start of the film's shoot, perhaps inspired by the story they were about to, they were helping to tell. Two crew members came out of the closet. People.com announced Tuesday, the wait is almost over for fans hoping to ride Tiana's Bayou Adventure attraction that's replacing Splash Mountain. Almost four years after Disney announced it would be closing Splash Mountain, the company confirmed that the new Princess and the Frog-inspired attraction would be opening in summer 2024. Tiana's Bayou Adventure will make its debut at Walt Disney World Resort in Florida before launching at Disneyland Park in California later in 2024. The news was revealed on Tuesday to celebrate the Mardi Gras season. Can you believe we're almost there and closer than ever to opening Tiana's Bayou Adventure this 
at this summer here, the Magic Kingdom Park at Walt Disney World Resort. Sarah Riles, Vice President of Magic Kingdom Park, said of the upcoming attraction, with Mardi Gras season underway and construction milestones flying by, our cast members and I are so excited to see the magic of Tiana come to life like never before, Riles added. Disney previously revealed that the basic structure of the ride, a boat ride with a big drop at the end, will remain the same. But the ride will be rethemed with new characters, music, and of course, a fresh story. A description of the ride on Disney's official website reads, Join Princess Tiana and the jazz-loving Alligator Lewis on their journey through a shimmering bayou as they prepare for a spirited celebration during Mardi Gras season. Along the way, you'll see familiar faces and make new friends as you're brought into the next chapter of Tiana's inspiring story. Disney Plus viewers, beware. The Goosebumps series is coming back for more scares. That's right, folks. The hit Disney Plus Goosebumps series is coming back for a second season. But there's a plot twist. Instead of continuing the season, the story from season one, season two will go the anthology route. So there will be new characters, new plots, and a new setting. And it will only have eight episodes compared to ten episodes from the first season. Coming to Amazon Prime Video today is Jennifer Lopez's music docu- musical film, This Is Me Now, starring Lopez, Ben Affleck, Jane Fonda, Trevor Noah, Kiki Palmer, Post Malone, and many others. The movie, which coincides with the release of her new album of the same name, tells a fictionalized tale of her journey to find love through her, uh, through her, uh, through her perspective. Finally, out on DVD are two November films that came out about two weeks apart from each other in theaters. First, we have the November seventeenth, two thousand twenty-three dystopian action flick, The Hunger Games: The Ballad of Songbirds and Snakes, based on Suzanne Collins's twenty twenty book of the same name. The two, the three hundred thirty-eight point one million Hunger Games bet earner stars Rachel Zegler, Tom Blythe, Hunter Schaffer, Peter Dinklage, Josh, Andres Rivera, and Viola Davis. Set sixty-four years before two thousand twelve's The Hunger Games, eighteen-year-old Coriolanus Snow is the last hope for his fading lineage, a once-proud family that fallen from grace in a post-war capital. He sees a chance for a he sees a chance for change when he's picked to be a mentor for the tenth Hunger Games, the first time that they ever have mentors. But he's shocked when he's assigned Lucy Gray Baird from District Twelve. But after she gets all of Panem's attention by defiantly singing after the reaping, he thinks he may be able to turn the odds in their favor, uniting their instincts for newfound political knowledge and showmanship and his growing feelings, his and Lucy Gray's race against time to survive, will ultimately decide who happens to be a songbird and who 
is a snake. According to IMDb.com, Quarrel is from District 4 and seems to favor Trident as her choice weapon. Just like Finnick, also from District 4, did 65 years later in 2013's The Hunger Games Catching Fire. And did you know that Florence Pug, Sydney Sweeney, Anna Taylor Joy, Natalia Dreyer, Maya Hawk, Anna Sophia Robb, Elle Fanning, Sadie Sink, Sophie Turner, Emma Watson, Kyle Gerber, and Ivana Lynch all were considered for the Tiger Snow part, but the role went to Hunter Schaffer. And last, but not least, there is director-co-writer Sofia Coppola's biographical drama Priscilla. Starring Kaylee Spenny and Jacob Elordi, it came out into limited release on November 3rd. The film is based on Priscilla Presley and Sandra Harmon's 1985 memoir, Elvis and Me, and centers on her relationship with the king of rock and roll. Coincidentally, according to imdb.com, its November 3rd release date is the death anniversary of Priscilla's father, naval airman James Frederick Wagner. That's all for this week's news, folks. So until we meet again, as always, my minions, stay safe, watch lots of DVDs, and get to the theaters if you can. Bye now.